Hey guys, welcome back to the second episode of Since You Didn't Ask, a Radio Free George podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about Miley Cyrus, Megan Thee Stallion, Rihanna's Savage X Fenty show, movie theaters opening and then closing and opening and closing, what's going on with them, and of course the vice presidential debates, Trump's COVID diagnosis, and a few QAnon conspiracies. So stay tuned, sit back, buckle in, and enjoy the show. Listening to Sent You Didn't Ask, a Radio Free George podcast. I'm Ty. And I'm Maddie. And today we're going to talk about, I don't know, a whole lot of nothing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Good. What do you want to start with? Uh, well, the most important news Miley just came out with a cover of Hard Glass. <laughs> It's pretty good, I thought. Yeah, you know, I mean, I can't really say I'm a big fan of the song. I mean, I'm not a big Blondie fan, but what can you do? I don't know. Blondie kind of has... She's a big deal. You know? The Swiffer commercials and all that. Does she do Swiffer commercials? That song, One Way or Another. Oh, that's true, that's yeah. true. And uh, I, she has something else that's famous, but you know. Well, she's probably going to come back into the, I don't know, limelight now that Miley's covered her song yeah and it's like it's kind of like rock and roll you know yeah yeah so miley was talking about how her new album is kind of going to be joan jett-esque um and so i think this heart of glass cover really really encapsulates that that's exciting there's gonna be more stuff like that yeah she was saying that there's gonna her album is being split into three eps so the first one came out uh last last year which was she is coming and then it's supposed to be She Is Here, I think, and then She Is Everything. And that's going to make up the whole album of She Is Miley Cyrus. Okay, I didn't know that. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I like the idea. Yeah, I'd like it a lot more if it was actually like following the timeline that she <laughs> said. Because She Is Coming came out last summer. Yeah, last summer. And then I think she had said that um, the second EP was supposed to come out sometime in summer of 2020 i would assume but obviously that didn't happen well she got midnight at midnight sky yeah that was the def- summer that's a banger yeah it's another good one what else is going on with music um i was just reading about how megan the stallion is giving away scholarships to uh women of color so that was pretty cool that is pretty cool and she was just on uh snl she was the musical guest on their first episode yeah i thought that was interesting um i watched her musical performance i thought it was kind of trippy with she had i think hypnosis background and i was i was totally into it it was really cool did she i watched part of it and i know she stopped for a minute minute to say something serious didn't she in her music performance i think so maybe or it might just been like a interlude in the song Possibly, I don't know. It was last Saturday, so yeah, it's already who can who it's, can remember? It's years ago, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of SNL, they just kicked off the guy from that they were gonna have this Saturday. Yeah, I, what's his name? Morgan uh, Wallen. Morgan Morgan Wallen. I don't know. He's a country singer. Are they all just Blake Shelton or something? I've never even heard of that. But I've heard they replaced him with Jack White, and like I feel like Jack White's pretty famous. I mean, I don't know who that is, so... Okay, well, I thought he's, I thought he's more famous. I mean, I, I live under a rock, so <laughs> who can say, really? Yeah, I got you. 
And Rihanna? What happened with Rihanna? Oh, yeah. Rihanna got, uh, she was having her, uh, Savage Fenty, or Savage X Fenty. I don't know how you say it. Savage Fenty, Savage X Fenty. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, whatever. Um, she was having her fashion show, and she played this song called Doom. And in the song, they sampled, like, readings from the sacred text from Islam, the Hadith. And people were like, this is a sacred text. It shouldn't be remixed to sound like club music, you know? Right. And Brianna's not Muslim or anything? No, I, I, don't, I didn't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. But either way, I mean, it would just be kind of weird. That is kind of weird. Yeah, but she and the singer of the song, I don't remember her name. Uh, both apologized for it, and Rihanna was even saying, like, thank you for pointing this out, like, that was so dumb of me. Oh, well, that's cool of her, that she didn't, like, try to defend herself so much. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked that she actually even had the fashion show. I don't quite understand how they did that with COVID. Yeah, I've seen somewhere, like, outdoor, and there's, it's, like, a long sidewalk, and they have people, occasionally photographers, like, set up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just watched the the newest episode of Keeping Up with Kardashians, uh, as I do, mm-hmm. and yeah. there was a a clip of the Kanye show that he had in Paris, and they had it outdoors, but somehow he projected it onto a building behind the runway so that everyone who like wasn't allowed in the show could still see it because of the COVID precautions that they were putting in place. Interesting. Yeah, so it was like billboarded up into yeah. the Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was kinda cool. And his daughter, um not Stormy. That's Kylie's daughter. What the heck is her name? North. North. Yeah, his daughter North performs there, which I thought was really cute. How old is she? Like five? She's seven, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was funny. She I think she was saying like this, these are clothes. These are clothes. More clothes. <laughs> Just over and over again. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. But let's move on to your favorite topic. Movies. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a good time. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's like, I feel like movie theaters are going to start closing more and more. Yeah, I mean, Regal just shut down their theaters again. Yeah, I think, and I think a couple other chains around the world just shut down again. Because there's nothing coming out. Yeah, I was reading an, um, I forget where I was reading it, but I guess it was an op-ed where one of the people, I don't, I couldn't tell you his accreditations or anything, but he was saying that he thinks that theaters should need to just bite the bullet and just stay open because, I mean, even though they're not making money, if they shut down, it'll kind of mess up the movie industry in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I believe it would definitely hurt the movie industry, but at the same time, I feel like movie theaters were already on a crazy decline, even without this pandemic. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's because they charge, like, to go to the movies for two people, it could be easily 50 bucks, which is astronomical. Yeah, and for movie nerds like us, they only play, like, blockbusters, so you can't see, you know, the latest foreign, black and white, animated, best picture, nominated... In Korean. Yeah, you can't you can't see it, you know, at at your regular movie theater. Yeah. Also, movie theaters don't do closed captions, and I think that is an atrocity. Well, you can get like the accessibility. I think you. Can but get isn't them. it just headphones or something? Probably. I don't know. I've never tried it. And you know, if it wasn't COVID, I would say let's go research it. But. <laughs> but um, they moved the movies Dune, the West Side Story remake, and the new James Bond movie No Time to Die, which I heard. I heard an article that No Time to Die was supposed to be, like, 
their Hail Mary. Like, they were putting a lot on no time. Like, who's going to watch? To, like, try and bring back the movies? Yeah, like, it, I know James Bond is a big franchise, but it's not like Avengers or Star Wars or something. Yeah, and I feel like there's so many already, it's like, no one's, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it'll make a good amount of money, but it seems like a long shot. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to out myself here and say that I've never seen a James Bond movie, so I don't know the whole, like, I don't know how popular it is, but I definitely don't think it's anywhere near what a new Avengers movie would be or something. Yeah, no. And speaking of Disney, they moved Soul, the new Pixar movie, to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing the Mulan thing where they charge $30 on top of the Disney. Interesting. Yeah, so I guess that really failed for them, is my assumption. I would assume so. I, I'm not surprised. Like, that's so ridiculous for them to charge that much. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm glad that that failed, because otherwise I feel like that would become the, the thing. Normal. Yeah. But then again, what do you think about Billie Eilish charging for her concerts? Is she doing online concerts? Didn't you? Weren't you saying that before to me about Billie Eilish? I have no idea. I don't know anything about Billie. Eilish. Well, maybe not Billie Eilish specifically, but what do you think about people <laughs> charging for their concerts? I think I mean, a lot of people are doing like free online con- like streams and things. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. And I, I don't know how I feel about people charging. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see both sides. People saying, "Well, you know, that's their talent," but in in the same thing, you know, if I go to a concert and I take a video and then I post it on YouTube, it's like, you don't even, I don't know. But, I don't know. I don't know if it's exactly the same thing. But even Taylor Swift did her live from Paris concert and then streamed it on Hulu for free. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just for, like, the super fans, you know? Yeah, I guess. Should we talk about Borat subsequent movie film? I mean, do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> It looks like a mess, but Michael Pence is like Michael. Mike Pence is gonna be in it. Are you gonna? You gotta be formal. Yeah. Because you really respect him. You're gonna do this soon. <laughs> we'll be back to Mike Pence with um when we talk about the debates. Yeah, but anyway, uh, he's gonna dress up as Trump and like steal her his daughter and. Yeah, I read. I read that he, like. Ran into that conservative convention, CPAC, right? Yeah. And he had an interview with Rudy Giuliani. How do you how do you get an interview with Rudy but Giuliani? He does this all the time. And he, you said for the first Borat, he got it with Dick Cheney. Or I think that was a TV series he did on Showtime. But yeah, he got an interview with Dick Cheney, and he got him to talk about like torture and waterboarding and all this crazy stuff. Well, what else does Dick Cheney have to talk about? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of Sacha Baron Cohen. He's also in The Trial of Chicago 7, which comes out next week, and it's supposed to be really good. Is he, like, a serious role? Yeah, it's, like, a, Interesting. a big Oscar drama sort of thing. It's coming out on Netflix. Has he been in anything else recently besides those two things? It just seems strange that suddenly he has two movies coming out. Yeah, I don't know what else he's been in. I guess, is that is The Trial a movie, or is it a TV show? It's a movie, yeah. yeah. By um, Aaron Sorkin, who did Social Network and Molly's Game. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about the Unpregnant movie that we recommended last week. That's right. We did watch it, and it was really good. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was cute. It was very, uh, if you've seen Booksmart, it has a very similar feel as Booksmart does. Yeah, definitely along those lines. But I would say a little more, like, indie, you know. Well, I guess. But I think that's only because of the subject matter. 
Yeah. Like, it's not going to be played in theaters. But yeah, the acting was really good. Yeah, I just thought it was cute. It's a nice story. Yeah, it was fun. Um, it's kind of lighthearted. It's like, um, finally, a, a girl's, like, journey movie, you know? Right. But, anyway. And then we also recommended the Comey role. Or the Com- yeah. What did you think? I didn't finish it, but you did. I thought it was pretty good. It definitely helped me understand, like, what happens with mm-hmm. the last election and Comey and all that. But it's definitely very long. It's, like, two two-hour-long episodes. Um. But it had, like, the, I think it was the first, like, fictionalized portrayal of Donald Trump, which I'm sure we're going to see 10 million of over the next... Wait, how? I mean, does uh, Alec Baldwin not fall into Oh, uh, well, I guess he's satire, but, I mean, like, the first, like, serious one, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I thought he was actually pretty good for, like, an old British guy. Yeah, who was playing him? Uh, Brendan Gleeson. He played Mad-Eye Moody in the Harry Potter movie. Oh, yeah. interesting. He's a good actor. He's in a lot of stuff. Uh, and who played Comey again? Uh, Jeff Daniels. Oh, okay. He's in The Squid and the Whale. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but we, uh, you know what else we watched? Because it's spooky season. We just watched... I was going to say Halloween. We did not just watch Halloween. <laughs> we watched... Um, what the heck is it called? Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. What did you think? This is your first time watching it? Yeah, I kind of liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. It yeah. was like, it wasn't like um, Halloween where I wasn't scared at all, like, because I felt like in Halloween I was just watching, what's his name, Michael Myers says. Yeah. Yeah, I was just watching him creep on Jamie Lee Curtis's character, but like in this one it actually felt like exciting and action packed. I don't know, I liked yeah. it. It gets under your skin a little bit. Like, for an 80s horror movie. Yeah. I feel like all the horror movies today... Like, I love Hereditary, but it's so, like, bleak and depressing. <laughs> and it's not some guy in, like, terrible makeup running around. Well, I don't know, because it did have a weird ending. Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Yeah. With, so, like, the car and all that. Yeah. Did they die? Did they not die? Who knows? I yeah. I did like seeing Johnny Depp as... In his first role. That was his very first role? Yeah, um, in the credits it says, like, introducing Johnny Depp, yeah. Huh. Which I thought was crazy, like, is he looked maybe 17 or something? I'm surprised he started that late. Late? Yeah, I don't know, I guess I'm just comparing him to Leo, who was, like, in... Yeah, 12. Yeah. Something when he did What's Eating Gilbert. Exactly. What other horror movies do you like? Um, uh, well, my favorite is The Shining. I really do. That's pretty dig- hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's kind of up there. Uh, obviously, you know, Hereditary is up there, too. Definitely. Mm, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the slasher films, I think, are fun, but I wouldn't put them as my favorite. Yeah. It's hard with things like that. Yeah. I'm also drawing a huge blank on any <laughs> any scary movie whatsoever. Well, I know. I mean, they have both the It movies. Which I did not like. Yeah. It Chapter 2. At least, I mean, I know I don't really remember It Chapter 1, but It Chapter 2 wasn't that great. I was talking to someone, and they said, you can't just watch It Chapter 2 without seeing It Chapter 1. I was like, well, I watched It Chapter 2, didn't watch the first one, and after Chapter 2, I wasn't impressed, so now I have no incentive to go and watch the first one. Yeah. But I did watch the original with um, Tim Curry, mm-hmm. so I feel like I semi-qualified as watching the first one. 
I understand. I don't know. And then there were a lot of horror movies last year. There was Us and Midsummer. Us was good. Yeah. yeah. Midsummer is good. It's it's I just found it kind of gory and like. It's hard to watch. The first, I feel like half an hour, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the introduction is brutal. Yeah. What? Uh, like. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but like. Very brutal. It was yeah. But if you're listening to this, all two of you, <laughs> you should send in. We have nine pages. nine people listen to our thing on on SoundCloud. Okay, okay. nine people. Yeah. All nine of you, <laughs> I expect DMs about what is your favorite horror movie. Halloween recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, I just got black and white pants today, and so now I'm being forced to dress up as Beetlejuice. But I am open to any other Halloween suggestions. <laughs> I saw you watched The Haunting of Hill House, and I saw they just came out with The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, really? I did not know that actually. Yeah, I, I really liked The Haunting of Hill House. I thought it was really well done. I heard that. I have to check it out, and I have to check out The Haunting of Bly Manor. Is that also on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Kind of indirect follow up. Okay, well, I guess I know what we're watching tonight. All right. Let's <laughs> I also watched this, sorry, um, I think it's on HBO, HBO Max, the, the White House Farm murder. The murders at the White House Farm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something along those lines. White Farm Murder. House, House Farm Murder White? Yeah. yeah. White Farm Murder House. I'm understanding. Okay, yeah, perfect. <laughs> I'm glad we're in agreement. I thought that was really good, too. Yeah, and that's not a documentary, but a, like, docudrama. It's a, yeah, it's a docudrama, um... What happened? They were, the guy was, I think he was trying to kill his family members so that he got the inheritance. See, I was just recommending this and now I completely forget what it's about. I'm a bad recommendationer. You're saving the audience. Yeah, it was good. I thought the, the main, like, bad guy um, was really creepy and he definitely made me uncomfy. And the whole time I was like, it's definitely him. Like, there's no way it's not him. So that's good, I guess. Yeah. I saw, um, have you seen the trailer? This is completely changing subjects, but there's this movie coming out called Fat Man. I, no. It looks horrible. So it's Mel Gibson, who's like a bad guy, domestic abuser, anti Semite, just genuinely bad guy. Uh-huh. And this action movie about where Santa Claus is like old and jacked, and he's working with the military for some reason. And then some little kid hires a hitman to go kill Santa. What? It looks insane. Oh my gosh. I'm sure my mom will make us go and see that for a Christmas movie. Yeah, but that is coming out this year. Allegedly in theaters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Sure, that'll be a good one. Yeah. Now, do you want to take over with politics? Yeah, that is my my favorite thing to talk about. You know important things. I know movies. (laughs) You know, I know, I know headlines. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the craziest things that happened this week, uh, Gretchen Whit- Whitmer, that's yeah, her name. Yeah, the Mich- the Michigan governor. Someone tried to kidnap her. <laughs> like, For some reason. Some alt right group. Well, I don't even think that they're considered alt right because they're anti police and anti government. Well, I guess that is anti government is kind of alt right. But anyway, they were. Like, an anti-police, anti-government group uh, led by this guy named Adam Fox. 
and um, he was living in some basement of a vacuum shop to just tell you where this man is in his life. He is living in a basement of a vacuum store. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he was holding meetings, I guess, with, uh, I think there was 13 of them total. Six of them from Michigan and then, or seven of them from Michigan. I don't know, one or the other. Um, and so there were 13 of them and they were all planning on kidnapping Gretchen Whitmer and essentially starting a civil war. And, uh, the person who, like, was letting him stay in the vacuum store, uh, his name is Brian Titus, and there's a quote from him that said, He was afraid if he didn't stand up for the Second Amendment and his rights that the country was going to go to communism and socialism. Um, let me tell you. <laughs> they all make that big jump from, like, we lose our Second Amendment rights and then we become Soviet Russia. Yeah, I don't I, know how to make I, it's pretty astronomical. I mean, I guess they're like, oh, well, if you... If you take away one thing, what's going to stop them from taking away another thing? And it's like, well, that's a whole, like, debate tactic of the slippery slope, you know? Like, yeah, it's like, if you wouldn't use it in a debate, if you wouldn't use it to back up an argument, like, it just doesn't make sense. It's not a, it's not a good comeback. I'm not seeing it. But, yeah. But anyway, these people, this group of people that are trying to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer... They were, they had set up a meeting, I guess, to buy tactical gear and explosives because they were going to throw Molotov cocktails at the police cars that were trying to catch them. And also, they were trying to explode the bridge to, that gets to the house where she was staying at so that police couldn't cross over onto wherever she was staying, her there vacation. So I, I feel like it was diehard, I know. <laughs> Like, where do you even go from there? I mean, See, yeah, you know you messed up when you're starting to, like, make Molotov cocktails. <laughs> I just don't get it. But, I mean, what can you expect when we have someone in office that tells Proud Boys to stand back and stand by? <laughs> oh, my God. What a mess. But then follows it up with, well, you know, people should be sitting and watching people at the polls, you know, just to make sure nothing's going wrong. Like, Straight uh, up intimidation. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize we were back in like Jim Crow era where we had like literacy tests and intimidation tactics. Like, I just people. Okay, we don't have a large percent of the American population that votes. Like, I forget what it is. I think it's thirty percent or something of the voting eligible people vote. So this whole fear thing about like. Ah, uh, they're gonna lose our mail-in ballots, or they're throwing them out, or there's illegals trying to come in and vote. It's like, well, what? Like at this point, we've already essentially forfeited any rights to voting because we just don't do it anyway. So if immigrants come in and they don't have legal status yet, why? Like I, don't, I don't know. I mean, this is all just me rambling, but I just don't. I just think it's weird that they're so worried about voter fraud when we don't even vote. Yeah, that's all Trump's been tweeting about over the last couple of days. Is he's been like retweeting uh, different voter like mail-in ballots that were found in the trash or whatever. Yeah, I saw there was something in Philly about that, but up until recently, I thought the only two instances of like mail-in voter fraud were in the Carolinas or something, done by Republicans to help Republicans. Right. And they're the ones crying wolf about this. 
It's I think it's this year's Hillary's email, to be honest with you. It's just like the big distracting thing. I can see you don't like that. But it's like the big distracting thing that takes away from the actual Biden versus Trump part of it is like, well, let's, you know, distract from the actual Canada's policies and turn it into kind of a, oh, they're cheating sort of issue. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Sure. I could, I could see that. Okay. You'll, you'll let that one side. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I mean, I can definitely think of other things that Joe Biden has done, but I guess in this scenario, sure, sure. But yeah. also, you know, I watched the debates. I watched both of them. Yeah. And the vice presidential debate was obviously a lot better than the presidential debate. If you watch 15 minutes of the presidential debate, you will literally get zero information out of it because it's you just, yeah, it's. The whole thing, I forget what it is called. I think it's like um galley galloping uh like I don't know, it's like a logical or it's like a debate tactic where you just throw things at um your opponent to get them confused so that way they lose their train of thoughts and they can't answer the question so then they look bad. But it's like you're just berating them over and over and over again. So it's like how can you actually stay focused when someone's screaming at you wrong? Not good, bad. Especially because Joe Biden has a stutter. You know, that's already hard enough. I, they make fun of him so much for that stutter. That's messed up. I just, well, I don't think they do it directly, but they're like, well, he reads from a teleprompter. And it's like, okay, but like, don't all, everyone, like, newscasters yeah. read from teleprompters. Like, are you expecting him to remember everything? I don't know. Well, and also during a debate, they don't because they, they don't, have no yeah. access to the material beforehand. Mm hmm. So, that's crazy to me. You know what else is absolutely crazy? What? The fact that we don't know when Trump was infected with COVID. And there's total speculation that he knowingly and willingly went to the debate where, like, a bunch of people were, including Joe Biden, who 100% would most likely not survive COVID, if we're being honest. I would say he's, like, slightly more at risk than Trump, for sure. Yeah. I mean, look at Trump. He's running around going from Jersey to wherever he's having his rally today, even though he's still positive for COVID. You know, he's running around doing all these things. He's definitely more more or less more healthy than Joe Biden. Yeah, I think he's fine. But still, I mean, well, no, he's not fine now. He's still positive. But like in terms of his symptoms, I don't think. Disagree. Have you heard you him speak? So? Oh, no, I haven't. So I guess I don't know the full... It's very, like, raspy. Um, there, There's a clip on Fox News where they... Or, not Fox News. There's a clip of Trump speaking, I think, while he's in Walter Reed, or right after he was he left Walter Reed. <laughs> and they clipped out a cough, but at the beginning, he, like, hunched his shoulders like he was going to cough, and they didn't clip out that part. They just clipped out the... Cough, so he just looks like a weirdo for a half a second. And there's that moment when he was on the balcony. He took off his mask. <laughs> started wheezing. Yeah. Oh, what else? I've read a lot about how the people who are working for him, like the secret or yeah, secret service staff and the military staff that are working with him, they are so unhappy with the fact that they're being treated like they don't even matter. They should be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I assume secret service members. You get to go home. Yeah. I'm sure some of them. Like, they're, I'm sure there's shift. There's shifts. Yeah, but like, I feel like the regular Secret Service 
member probably goes home and they have to go to their family and risk infecting them. Yeah. And I mean, Trump was literally in Walter Reed, positive for COVID, getting treatment, and he went and did like a little drive-by rally. Yeah. He like waved out the window. Yeah. It's like, there, there obviously has to be at least two other people in that car, one driving, one protecting Trump. And, and I'm, I don't know if he's wearing a mask or not, but still, I mean, that is a closed, enclosed space with someone who literally is tested positive. That's, yeah, that's rough. And didn't he leave the hospital like two or three days after he went? He returned on Monday. So yeah, he was only there for two days. He's been in the, he's been in the White House since Monday? Yeah. For a whole week. A long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It all seems to blur together, quite honestly. Okay. But anyway, he, first of all, he still has this, like, weird raspy voice and is wheezing and is coughing. But he has three, like, uh, how bad do you have to be to get three different treatments for COVID? I don't know. Since it's the president, I imagine it was just very. What's the word? Proactive? I mean, I guess. He did admit recently that he wasn't feeling well when he originally went. And that he was just kind of saying that he felt well for the public. Yeah, being stoic. Yeah. But still, I just don't. I just don't. I don't see how. And and, and the treatment that he's on right now is steroid-based. What do you think is going to happen when he gets off the steroids? Yeah, I feel like he's probably not going to be fully the same for a little Yeah, and I mean, even with COVID, they've shown that there's two peaks to it. The first peak, which would have been when he went to Walter Reed, and then when's the next peak going to be? You know? I didn't know that. So, I don't know. I'm just a little worried. And, you know, as much as I don't like Joe Biden, I hope that Trump stays away from him. Yeah, for sure. And... And I think Trump's attitude towards it, where he's been posting these things to Twitter and saying, like, well, don't let this control your life, even as it's infected him, and he goes around infecting every other Republican in the world. Yeah, but then he says that he doesn't know who QAnon is, when QAnon is literally spreading that propaganda about the vaccines, and he's saying the same exact thing. Yeah, I don't quite believe that, to be honest with you, that he doesn't know who QAnon is. Oh, he has, like, there's no, there's absolutely no way. Yeah. And, uh, uh, uh. Following that large, it would definitely have shown up on something, some briefing. Yeah, for sure. He has been, have been warned about it. And also, how much garbage he retweets on Twitter. I mean, hasn't he retweeted stuff from, like, white supremacist accounts in the past? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm glad that QAnon got banned from Facebook and Instagram. But that just means that they're going to get onto another platform. And they're still going to keep, like, there was clips from them trying to post things. Like, it was, like, hashtag Q or, like, I don't know, hashtag Maggot Trump 2020, like, on the Peloton machines. What? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have a Peloton, so I don't know how it works. But I guess, like, on the screens, there's, like, social media or something. And they're going over and trying to recruit over Peloton. That's the way to do it. That's how you, that's how you get it. Warriors, you know? Yeah, that's where you get your militiamen. Yeah, you gotta make sure they're strong, they're mm-hmm. in shape, all of it. Yeah, unlike our president. 
Who is no longer who is neither in shape nor strong. But I didn't say that. I don't know. I just feel like Trump is really talking a lot of talk, really riling up a lot of white supremacists and hate groups, and which we can see with the almost kidnapping of Gretchen Whitmer. I'm just saying, one week he says stand back and stand by, and then the next week a Michigan governor is trying, it's like attempted to be kidnapped. You can't, I don't know. But there's like those weren't Proud Boys, right? Because the Proud Boys are very pro police. Yeah, they it wasn't Proud Boys for sure, but it was still like uh, a divisive, like a radical group. Yeah, and the rhetoric that he was using was still divisive and and like condoning of of radical groups yeah and then also when gretchen whitmer said like trump you're to blame for this like you're inciting violence and stuff he, he tweets liberate michigan of course he does like the what woman almost wrong? just got kidnapped and you're just gonna tweet hate? his ego also almost and you have to know which one is more important well obviously um what do you think about Trump holding a rally today? He's just trying to infect everyone. Uh, it is. I'm shocked that they haven't said anything about him being like potentially a bioterrorism threat. Super spreader in chief. Yeah. What the heck? He's infected like I think it was 19 of 19 top officials in the White House and like in the military and stuff. It's like. You're knocking out a lot of people in the top branches of our government and leaving us unprotected. Like, this is... I, 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 I don't know how if, he gets away with these things. If everyone survives, they're definitely going to use it just to push on and be like, well, we don't need as many COVID restrictions and push us crazy. He also thinks the vaccine is coming, like, tomorrow. He seems to think we're, like, done with a vaccine. Uh, I don't know where he's getting this information from. Is it come? Is the vaccine coming from Pfizer, or? I, I still think there are like multiple companies working on different vaccines that are all in different stages of trials and things. I don't know. I feel like they're gonna try and roll back a lot of restrictions. A because that's Trump's mo is to roll back restrictions, and B because of the the nature of COVID being such a like debilitating disease to our economy, they're just gonna try and plow it through and not think about it. Yeah, I I mean I. Really hope there's a vaccine soon that's completely safe and that they've tested out thoroughly. But, you know, I just don't know if that's realistic. Well, don't you know that all vaccines are just a way for the government to track you? I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they're putting microchips in our babies. In our, why? Because they want to sell us. They want to know where we are, where where we are at all times. They want to know what we're looking at, what we're eating, what we're doing. And then they use that information, they sell it to advertisers, and they uh, they just profit off of us, like, literally living because of these microchips. Almost like they do on your phone. Just way more complicated. And <laughs> you know, it's almost like that, don't you think? Yeah, it's almost like the Facebook app that you have on your phone that literally listens to you speak. Yeah. Or the, like, multiple apps that read your messages. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, QAnon believes that the Democrats and Hollywood and liberal elites are all an elite pedophile group that eats babies, right? Yeah, they eat babies because, and then they they uh, it makes them young. 
Which is why no one knows, really, that Nancy Pelosi is 80 years old. I mean, that woman does not look 80 years old, if we're being honest. No, she doesn't. Is that... Because she's eating babies. QAnon seriously believes that? Yeah. yeah. That's insane. But, yeah, I mean, I love that they think that all Democrats and Tom... Bill Gates are all pedophiles and evil. When you have Donald Trump, like you mentioned earlier, pardoning... Or not pardoning. No, definitely not pardoning. But, like, you know, sending well wishes to Ghislaine Maxwell... All these pictures of him with Epstein and all like a humongous list. He has an entire Wikipedia article <laughs> about lists of like sexual misconduct allegations against Donald J. Trump. God. So just to give some background on Jeffrey Epstein, because I, I watched his documentary. Yeah. Don't be rich, right? Yeah. Yes. So I watched his documentary and I guess essentially what he's doing was he was recruiting girls and then he would make them like obviously perform sexual acts and then he would say well if you bring me someone else to do this then you don't have to and i'll pay you two hundred dollars and so that's how it kept going was that he created like almost a pyramid scheme of sex trafficking that's awful yeah i can't uh, that's horrible yeah but our president uh wishes his girlfriend well while she's in prison <laughs> His girlfriend that also perpetrated these acts and was a huge part in, like, the cover-ups of it and just the whole system system of it all, keeping the girls in line and everything like that. Generally evil people. But we wish her well, I guess. Oh, well, I don't know. Anyways, this is the uh, liberal propaganda show with Diane uh, Maddie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything else our audience didn't ask about this week? Uh, well, did you want to talk about Blexit? Like, uh, oh, yeah, I just saw this on Twitter. So Candace Owens. Candace Owens. She's, uh, she's a conservative, um, talk show. Well, I don't even know what she does. Political pundit? Political commentator? She doesn't hold off. I thought she was in some sort of office, like a representative. I actually have no idea. I just know, I mean, I know her social media presence is very prominent. Yeah, um. Oh, but she is just a political author. Conservative author, commentator, and political activist. Oh, and she works with PragerU. Oh, does she? Apparently. Oh, that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyways, she hosted this big event in D.C. today, I believe. Yeah, where she's convincing black Americans to uh, abandon the Democratic Party. And... I'm sorry, I just looked up her tweets and they're all deleted. Or the one about Blexit is deleted. Oh. Anyways, the pictures of the rally, it, A, it doesn't look that big, and B, it looks like there's a ton of white people in the crowd. Wait, you never explained what Blexit is. Oh, but yeah, well, no, Blexit is um, her trying to convince black Americans to leave the Democratic Party and vote Republican, I guess, and it's this big event. It's basically a Trump rally. I mean, Trump spoke at it, even. I don't think the Blexit rally? I, did, I thought so. I thought well, I he had there. his White House... Like a uh, South Lawn event, and then Candace Owens. Maybe he did go. I don't. I I don't know. Anyway, but basically, Candace Owens wants uh black people of color to stop funding or supporting Democrats because you know the Democrat cities are the ones that are lacking law and order. Yeah. Or he won't, he won't even say law and order. Joe Biden won't even say. You remember when he got hung up on that in the debate? No. Oh, yeah, when Trump's, yeah. Um, but the 
the extra gag is that um, apparently they were paying for people to travel. Like, they partially paid some of the people who attended the event. So it's not like some, like some of them, it's not like they just came by the so They really are actors. Yeah. Oh, so like when they talk about crisis actors and big events, but then. <laughs> Again, yeah, you just don't have to look that far for these conspiracies. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Okay, so I guess next time on this podcast, we will uh, indoctrinate you with some more QAnon conspiracies. Yeah, we'll get, um, we'll get into it. We'll really do our research. Yeah, uh, we'll tell you more about Taylor Swift. Uh, Probably, yeah. I mean, more likely than not. I don't know. She, I feel like she's not going to be doing that much. In well, maybe n- next time you hear from me, I will have my copy of the Folklore vinyl. And okay. I'll play you the whole album. That'll just be the podcast, just the Folklore album playing on my vinyl while I cry while listening to it. And then we get sued. <laughs> <laughs> we have no money. Uh, it's uh, Radio Free Georgia's podcast, uh, oh, yeah. not us. So we're going to make Wag pay. We're going to make Evan pay. <laughs> Sorry, Evan. <laughs> is that it? Is that all we, that our audience did? Yeah, uh, I think our audience is tired of us anyway. Yeah, probably. Um, Anyways, you didn't ask about so many different things. But, but now you know. <laughs> Bye.